chipmunks man yeah here we go podcast numero dos here we go we talked about the oh, island shit. fights and pensacon but most importantly roy jones came back to pensacola florida and he rocked the house he rocks oh, got sigmund what do you think davis man we are doing a podcast aren't we this is fun all right scott sigmund got his ass beat we know that there's also other fights going on. There was also Pensacon in the Bay Center. Speaking of the Bay Center, Turn is that shithole going to be around in five years? We'll talk about it. Is it going to be around? I hope not. I hope we get a Mercedes-Benz Superdome. What Fuck. do you think? No. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we got all that Pensacola Beach money. We'll be talking about that shit and more right here on Higher Frequency. Enjoy the episode, guys. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, we're already recording, so here we go. Hey. Welcome in, everyone, to the High Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Vincent, and your other host, Davis Wood, What's is going joining on, me. Let's go. Finally, we have a lot to cover. Um, we went to the Island Fights to see Roy Jones, supposedly last fight of his career, and that was such an honor. You know, uh, just to be there, we, uh, Davis got me see, uh, see it in the media section thanks to his uh, radio prowess. The connections. You know, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah, very, very good connection. That was that was awesome to be able to be that close. You got a fist bump from Roy Jones Jr. Damn right I did. I even got it on video. Mm-hmm. Got it on video, shared it on my radio station's Facebook page, even captioned it. You know, you got you to gotta mm-hmm. look cool. You had those gloves on, didn't have blood on it, so I was like, right on. Yeah, even, if yeah. that, even if it had blood on it, though, that that's still like kind of cool. That would have added an effect to it. Damn right. I'd be like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I need to wash this hand. But still, this is actually really cool. Yeah, so... Do you want to get into the uh, the fights first? Yeah, I mean we're already on that subject. We might as well. We got started with it. All right. Um, I don't have the uh, the full lineup up, and uh, oh, I do. Oh, you got you got. Oh, I got. Yeah, I think I got all of them. I know the first fight was between Vanessa Grimes, who uh, fights for Helion Gracie out of Panama City, and uh, I Hannah, wrote... Hannah Goldie. Yeah, I see. I see that right there. That was the fight that we first saw when we arrived. Yeah, yeah. And Hannah Goldie was looking like a monster. She had huge traps. Like, I would not want to get punched by her. Vanessa definitely is a very good fighter. She can roll really well, and uh, I look forward to rolling with her in the future. Hopefully, uh, Panama City comes down to Pensacola again. That'd be fun. Or maybe I can go back up there. But she's a, she's an awesome girl. Um, I've only met her once, but she seemed really nice. See, one thing, I, I, I don't fight. You know I don't fight, so I don't understand <laughs> any of these techniques that you would understand. But all I'm seeing is that this Hannah Goldie girl looked like she could beat the shit out of any of us her traps were insane and then after she beats up vanessa grimes marie grimes she ends up she like has her kid up on the stage and everything i'm thinking that damn that kid he's gonna be tough when he gets older yeah i wonder who whips his ass is it the mom or is it the dad you know i feel like if you're married to that you've got to be able to keep up with her mm-hmm. wouldn't you think like you know how like fitness couples they they're fitness couples they work out together they probably met in the gym I would imagine that's probably her husband if she's married because yeah, yeah. I, I, I mm, imagine having sex with that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. No, for real. That's yeah, a serious, no, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a serious, that's a serious, uh, that's a serious like subject. Right yeah. There. She'd break you. Damn. Oh, sure. She would destroy me. Yeah. Some people might like that though. I bet, uh, 
Yeah, you're right. Some people do like that. But yeah, you're definitely right. You definitely need to have someone who compliments you, especially like training-wise like that, or at least someone who um, supports you and inspires you. But that was definitely a good fight. Vanessa took it the distance, or maybe not the distance, but she took it, uh, I, I don't know, how many rounds was that fight? It went two rounds. It went two rounds? Out of three. Out because of three. that was an MMA event, and I think, I guess, I guess in all MMA events, aren't they just three rounds anyways? Um, usually, yeah, yeah, depending on, like, unless it's, like, a title fight or something like that. Yeah, that was her first fight, too. Her first, at least, fight that was on Goldie's, record. Goldie's fight? No, that was her second. She's now 2-0, and but Vanessa, she's 0-1. That was her first fight, which, Yeah, she's I been mean, training for a while. I mean, that's, I mean, again, that's okay. I mean, that's your first fight. You got it out of the way. You'll learn from it. Well, the size, the size on that, uh, Goldie, it seemed like she had a little bit of weight on her. I don't know what they weighed in at, but... Uh, it, it was 125, I believe. 125, but she looked like she was a, a strong 125, if she was 125 yeah, at that yeah, moment. Yeah. She, she was, looked like she had the advantage. She definitely her. looked bigger, folks. Let me, let me tell you that. And, uh, also, the, uh, island fights were on, uh, UFC Fight Pass, so that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, people were able to watch mm-hmm. it, because there were some UFC fights, but there were also three boxing matches right there were three boxing matches oh yeah that was a good that was a good little mix because you know it was Roy Jones fighting so he's a boxer and uh he got there and or after he won his match called uh Anderson Silva out can't wait for that that's gotta yeah. happen right they called so this was something that's been on the tables what since 2008 yeah this has literally on. been on the tables since 2008 10 years they've been waiting for this fight to happen and these two people they're old they're well past the prime of their careers, and here they are still wanting to go fight. And you know what? I want to see it. I want to see it because oh. it's going to be an even matchup. They're both out of their prime. They both are in the twilights of their careers. That's, that's me being generous, calling it that way. This is going to be a fun fight to still watch because you have two legends in two different sports going at it. And who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, no. That's what I was going to say. Who, who wouldn't want to see that? But the thing is, Usada needs to get out of the way and just let them do their thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They're both getting up there in age. Just, just let them pump a little steroids in there. It'll be more entertaining for you, more entertaining for me. You know? Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? That's why Anderson. They just he just got suspended. I think they suspended him for they, again. Did they? Because I know I think that's what they were waiting on was a drug test. Yeah, no. It, They're yeah. waiting on a drug test to pass so that they can get this fight going. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it might not be. Um, I might not be right on this, but I'm pretty sure. He didn't pass that one. <laughs> you know what fight, uh, before we like kind of dive deeper into Roy Jones and his last fight, yeah, you know yeah, what fight yeah. was really fun to watch, and I actually got to talk to this guy, was uh, this guy, um, oh God, why, why, John Mostaki. He's a local kid. He's from Pensacola. He's a fighter. He actually trains at a golf breeze, and he is roommates with one of the other boxers that fought in the event. We'll talk about those a little bit later, but it was this was John Mostaki. He was the co headliner and he led a, he fought against socrates pierre oh yeah 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 that and was this, a good fight and again you know my knowledge when it comes to fighting is not that great but one thing i did know was that according to tapology.com they had uh socrates pierre they had him winning like 96 percent of the vote said he's yeah, undefeated we think right this now right? guys socrates pierre or no 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 no, no. no 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 so the other pensacola guy and for god's sakes why can't i think of his name like it just escapes me but i'll find it john mistaki's now six and two after he won that fight that was an mma fight against socrates pierre which ended up being a first round knockout and so i had john on my show sports trend and that 
ended up being a really good interview that I'll end up sharing and maybe we can use it for this yeah, that'd be uh, good. podcast because it ended up being a really good interview. And I even asked him because you, you and I saw it. Mm-hmm. We sat to kind of give you all a perspective of where we were sitting. We were sitting in the media pit but that was located on the floor. There was a po- there was like a walkway stage that led to the to the uh, to the ring and we were right there at the entrance right there where where everyone was walking out so we managed to get good pictures good videos of all of that as socrates was going back to uh wherever it is that they went back to he was pissed like you could see visibly upset he thought that the fight should not have been called because he got it got called right yeah it because... got called i think it got called a little early definitely um yeah his argument was because he was getting hit for sure there was no doubt about that but he was at least from my point of view and our and we both talked about this. It looked like he was trying to get up, mm-hmm. and then the the referee blew everything dead. Uh, yeah. Um, John Mostaki wins by knockout. So I talked to John about that because Socrates was mad, and so his explanation. So John was explaining it from his point of view. He's like, you know, I had him pinned. He wasn't really getting up. It kind of was that way the entire time, and it was only a matter of time before the referee called the fight. And he could say whatever he wants. In the end of the day, I beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and it was kind of right. fun because he was. I wasn't trying to get him to trash talk Socrates, but it started heading that way, and I wasn't stopping him. Well, that's entertainment right there. No, I just, uh, I feel like Socrates was trying to get up a little bit, and you could definitely see him making an effort towards towards it. He was definitely dazed, though. Um, John was landing some punches left and right, mm. and... Uh, and it was just uh, it was just a little early of a stoppage, but I mean I've seen I've seen earlier stops, I've seen later stops, um, but I can see I can see why Socrates might be a little a little PO'd about it, you know. You could see it like right when he called the fight, he kind of gets up and he's like, "Wait, what? I'm trying to get up and uh, I'm trying to keep this fight going." And next thing you know, you're blowing it dead. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see that why he's upset. But in the end of the day, what it really looked like to me, and I'm gonna you know go with my Pensacola boy here, he was on the ground. He had him pinned. His back was turned to him. His back was turned. He was rolled over. So he wasn't making an effort to try and fight back or at least try and get out of there up until right at the point when the referee blew it dead. Yeah, and he's, if, It was really close. If he didn't blow it dead, the fight probably would have kept going. I do think that. But I also think the referee kind of had the right call. Yeah, I think... I think it was more uh, on the right side than the wrong side. He was definitely lunging towards his legs a little bit, trying to get up. But, you know, who's not to say that uh, he lunges and then he gets punched in the face a couple more times, you know? That, you know, that's just uh, that's just the way she goes sometimes. But, yeah, that was definitely a good fight as the co- co-headliner. Honestly, all these fights were pretty good. I'm looking at my notes now, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, I gotta take way more detailed notes because my it's just like Brock round one, Bennett round two. <laughs> oh, so here were the other people that I was trying to talk about. Devin Cushing. Yes. That was the Pensacola boxer who is undefeated. undefeated yeah. He's seven and zero or eight and zero now. But this kid, he was just tagging him up. He's best friends with. Uh, by the way, he goes by his real name is Max Mustaki. He goes by Mad Max. Those two are like best friends. That's I even, who I was thinking about. Mad Max Mustaki, because the, the website I was looking at. He was standing right in front of him. us, in front of yeah. the pit. That's yeah, why yeah, I couldn't yeah. see over him. I had to stand up on a chair. I almost busted my ass <laughs> during the Roy Jones fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Max's real first name is John. But yeah, he goes by Max. He, he, I asked him, I was like, tell me about your relationship with Devin. And he, right off the bat, he said, that guy's like a brother to me. And I'm telling you, this guy is going to be one of the next top fighters. 
So Devin Cushing, next Pensacola product. Was he the one wearing the the blue and the gold? Yeah, he was yeah. wearing the blue and the gold. Mm-hmm. He was off to he was. It kind of fuzz on the side. He had like a yeah, little, he had, some, he, he had, had a, a he swag had, on him. He had a nice little get up, and his family was off to the where we were sitting. They were off to the right of us. They were on the other side of the stage. Yeah, and he, he had a large crowd. He had a large crowd with him, and his his lady was pretty nice too. <laughs> yeah, win or lose, he's partying. He was partying, but he uh he's eight and zero, and according to Max Mustaki, I heard it from him, exclusive with him. He said he's the next guy to be looking out for. They're best friends, so I'm sure he's hyping him up a little bit. And he even said, I'm being a little biased, but without trying to have bias, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to fight. He, uh, I think he went the distance. Yeah, he went unanimous decision against Tommy Bryant. That was the guy. Yeah, but he, he was faced he was pretty against. much he was pretty much killing him. Oh, he was killing him. Like you knew it towards the end, and it was it was it really wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. Although the score may make it seem like it was kind of close, sixty to fifty four. Like it really wasn't that close. He he was laying punches. Okay, you got the names up. Um, remember the fighter that was chilling behind us because uh, he, he was that saying was, he had a dislocated shoulder or something. Okay, so that was Montrell James. Yeah, that was chilling with us. He was defeated first round knockout by Michael Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah. Who? Yeah. If you watch that fight, that fight, Mike Davis had him from the very beginning. Yeah. It wasn't really much of a fight, but yeah, like you were starting to mention, we had an opportunity to talk to Montrell after the after his fight. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, he had a dislocated shoulder or something, but he he had told us that uh, something popped out whenever he hit the ground, or not when he hit the ground, but whenever he was pushing back up on him, and I I think Mike Davis might have been uh, putting pressure on him, and so that kind of popped his shoulder out, or might have been a stinger, and then I guess um. He, he tried to he tried to like get a couple seconds and then the ref just completely stopped it. But Mike Davis looks just like he cut for the fight and then he's basically a uh, human muscle. That's what he is. He cl- he's undefeated also. Yeah, he is. He just looks like a beast. He looks like one of those guys that you'd be like, yeah, he's he's going to the UFC. And uh, I'm glad that he got the opportunity to be on UFC Fight Pass for uh, some of the UFC fans to actually watch and get to know who this guy is. Because um, small guy, but the amount of power he had whenever uh, he put uh, Montreal on the ground, I was like, damn! I was like, this guy, this guy means business. He's dirty. And it was because we were talking. Because I, I, he, he was talking about the point when his shoulder popped out. And I remember that move. He had his arm up. He was trying to block him mm-hmm. while he was on the ground. Yeah, so, he's, you know, he's, he's already to, on the ground. He's already getting pummeled because from the very him. beginning, he's Mike He's trying Davis to frame him a little bit. And then so Mike makes a move, hits him across his arm, which pops his shoulder out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I have no reason not to believe him because he even said, look, it's no excuse. I should have done better. I should have won that fight. It was almost like we were having an interview with him. Yeah, we like weren't. Have, we were just having a conversation with him. It was really nice. He was a really cool, down-to-earth guy. And in the end of the day, he said, you know what? I do need to do better. I need to fight better. I'll, but I'm also really happy that I got to be on the same card as Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, he was saying it was an honor to be on, be on that card. And it, it truly is to be, you know, Roy Jones, arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time, if not the greatest boxer of all time. Pensacola, who in the house? Yeah. Now, real quick, before we move on to Roy Jones, we got to talk about the girl that he trains, Ekrom oh, Kerwat. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's a beast. First off, the person that he faced, like Angel Gladney, she was like seven inches smaller than her. She was tiny. Yeah, wasn't she like five foot one? She was five foot one compared to a five foot eight, and this five foot eight, by the way, was huge. Like filling out the frame while angel look no like no disrespect to her she could probably still kick my ass mm-hmm. like she was you know just from the very beginning yep overmatched but you know it's funny um kerwat 
she trains with Roy Jones, and then the other girl, Gladney, she came out to can't be touched. What kind of disrespect That's is that? You trying Roy's to get your ass kicked song. out of the gate? What are you and doing? And she's coming out to Ikram Kerwat. Like, that's who she's facing. She is trained by Roy. Mm-hmm. And she's coming out to this song? You are asking for an ass kicking. Yeah, I just I just feel like uh, maybe it wasn't disrespectful. Maybe maybe she was trying to show as a sign of respect. But you're, you're going to face a Roy Jones-trained fighter, and you're going to come out to Roy Jones' song? I feel like you gotta play the heel in that part. You, if you if you're gonna be the heel and you're gonna be fighting against the Pensacola trained fighter and in Pensacola against, you know, Roy Jones trained fighter and in, in front of all the fans who are coming to see him, you gotta play the heel. You gotta play. You gotta play it really good. This is how I look at this. I think that unless in boxing or MMA, it's a huge honor for somebody to use your song. I will look at that as a slight. Like, wh- wh- who are you thinking you can use my song to go out there? That's not you. You're not me. You haven't lived up to that song. Like, you're not going to use my song. Fuck that. No. Who are you? Yeah. No, yeah, that's definitely true. But I will say that Can't Be Touched is a great uh, walkout song. And I would, that's like, that's like among the top 10 walkout songs that I would have if I was ever uh, a trained UFC fighter or something like that. Can't Be Touched would be up there. Is that the song that you would want to use, though? What would be, I don't what know. What would be your song? I don't even know what my, actually, hold on. So in high school, I had two walkout songs. My junior year, it was Ladies and Gentlemen. You know that song? Like, like Ladies and Gentlemen, please yeah. direct your... T-. That, that song. That's not, yeah, that's and then song. my senior year, this one was my favorite. And I'm, I would contemplate using this one as my walkout only because I haven't used any other song besides one of the two. It would be Good Life by Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome to the good life. Yeah, that's a little... Uh... That's, was a little, like, that's a little more mellow, I guess. Yeah, but I that like thing it. is, I think that would be my kind. That's that's my kind of workout music. That's my, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the music that fires me up. I, I like that kind of like mellow, like get you going kind of music. See, I, I could know. go, I could go anywhere. Like, I think uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give a few. Like, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you hear that, dun 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 that that would just give me go. There there was a one time uh, whenever I was playing like pee wee football, they played that song. Uh, I was playing for Gulf Breeze actually, and they played it against Tiger Point, and they played that. And I went down there, and I didn't even tackle the uh, kick return. I was on I was on a uh, kickoff, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't even tackle the guy who had the ball. But I hit some dude that was making the wedge on the wall, and I cracked his ass. I was like, yeah, <laughs> welcome to the jungle. Cracked baby. his ass. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one, good one. And also, uh, I don't know. You you don't like them, but I like the Suicide Boys a lot. And nah, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, all all of their stuff, dude. You could come out to any of those songs, dude. <laughs> real quick, real quick. So one fight that we did not mention. It was not really one of the more exciting fights. Was the Brock Weaver Charles Bennett fight? That game went uh, split decision. Brock Weaver ended up taking it. But the highlight of that fight was Charles Bennett's walkout. He had some like old school, like 80s love music. Yeah, like, some majestic piano and the, violin quartet. It was like on. some, uh, oh shit, who's that guy? Like the guy that songs like, can't get enough of your little baby? Like that yeah, kind of. Yeah, something like, like it was, that. It wasn't that song, but it was something along the lines of that. And he like he was feeling it. That was part of his walkout. Was he was walking? Uh. The song was a slow song, and he walked out to the pace of that song. And he had his arms out wide, and he was like, "Everyone, I'm here. Love me." Yeah. 
And then he lost. <laughs> it was actually an okay fight. Kinda it it like went the a, distance. He kind of did that like a Michael Jackson kind of thing. That was funny. All he needed was a white shirt with the <laughs> wind blowing. Oh my god, that was that was one of my favorite parts of the whole mm-hmm. night. Was that. And and it's so funny because we we were like up close to him, so he's like smiling while he's walking out, and he's got a he's got a grill. But uh, no, no, he didn't have a grill. He just had like several gold teeth. He had, like, yeah, he two, was he used like flashing for sure. Yeah, like two gold uh, two gold teeth, and then he skipped a few, and then a couple more gold teeth. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was funny though. It, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed that work, walkout song. That I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was that was one of the best. Parts and it was a, it was a good fight. It was a close fight. Um, like you said, Brock uh, won, but uh, Bennett took the second round. I think Brock had the first round. It looked like he did. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the most even fight the whole night. I can't remember because it's been it's been like a week and a half or two weeks since uh since the fights while we're doing this podcast right now. But uh, so I'm trying to recall. But I think there was a couple knockdowns. I'm not sure though, so I don't want to say anything. Honestly, there probably were, but they weren't anything, I guess. Yeah. And then the third. No, no, no. I think there were. Bennett got out of them. He kept. I think that's how Brock ended up winning. Was he kept pinning him, mm. but uh, Bennett would get out of him. <laughs> pinning him. Brock pinning. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. No, the third round was also pretty close too. I uh, think. Uh, I think it went. Um, was it twenty nine twenty eight? Uh, Brock twenty nine twenty eight. Bennett, and then. Oh no 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 no! My bad. That's that's the next fight. That was the Weaver. I'm talking about the Weaver fight right now. Yeah, Brock Weaver. That's the fight we're talking okay, about. Okay, good. Weaver right. and Bennett. Yeah. All right, good. I had, I had my notes are all messed up, but yeah, it was 29-28 Weaver, 29-28 Bennett, and then uh, the last one I think was like 29-28 um, Weaver. Look, all that stuff was exciting, but in the end of the day, none of it was more exciting than Roy Jones Jr. Oh man! Against Scott Sigmund. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell the crowd was. Uh, pumped up and the crowd was there for Roy. That was when the crowd really showed up because when we arrived that was the, it was probably the second fight going on in the night. Yeah, there were still tables there in was... the uh, VIP section all all down there that, and they're charging like if you wanted to get a table it was like $1000 for a whole table which isn't bad because there's like what was it like 10 seats? Yeah, it's seats. 10 seats. I mean, I but I'll, I hope that they got some beer or something out of that. If you're paying $1000, you better give me a bucket or something. Yeah, I don't know what they got. That's funny. Um, I know they had the vendors down there. Mm-hmm. Trent Richardson was there. Yeah, we, we saw. I didn't. We didn't know that until Troy says something. Uh-huh. Your buddy Troy says something. We see him like walking away. It's like, oh, that that would have been a cool guy to talk to. That would. Yeah, he would have been pretty cool to talk to. I wonder. Uh, I wonder what's going on with him. I know he was playing Canadian football a while back. I think he was trying. He, he was, was playing training. for like Saskatchewan, and as far as I know, that's still a thing. But he was. Putting up decent numbers, but I, we probably shouldn't get too off topic. <laughs> Trent Richardson's a beast. I don't care. He is a we, beast. We can talk about it. He, Even though he went to Alabama. Yeah, I know. Why'd you go? Goddamn. Should've anyways, Roy. Should have went to Florida. Should have. I mean, come on, you're a Scambia product. Mm-hmm. Like, Stay in Florida. Do it. Do it. Emmett did. Do it. Emmett did. Yeah, you got to do. Uh, do like um, Copeland did. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what? Go to Florida, then decommit, then go back to Florida. No, talking about uh, the dude whose mom. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He, but that he. Okay, yeah. His mom walked away. But, like, we're getting so off topic. But his, his mom. It's fine. Yeah, his mom did that. But he originally committed to Florida a long time ago. But then he decommitted after uh, the whole uh, McIlwain issue. Oh, and then Mullen got him back. Mullen, yeah, Mullen got him back. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We Mullen need a receiver. We need. We need to build our receiving core. You know, I I liked McIlwain. I I know we're getting off topic. It's fine though. Like 
I really don't. This get is what podcasts. Yeah, these this happens in podcasts, people. So uh, just to let you to guys it. know, at home we're all we're both Florida Gator fans, so you're, you're gonna have to deal with that every now and then. Um, I'm very excited about Dan Mullen coming back. I went to Biloxi the other day, and uh, this guy at the blackjack table sat down next to me, had a Mississippi State shirt on, and I'm drunk. So, <laughs> so I was like, how about us taking Dan Mullen from your head? Like some old, old man. Yeah, some old You're man in the joke. wrong state, boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. And they got that guy from Penn State. So I know. I'm interested to see how that goes. He told me that, and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, they got that guy from Penn State, which uh, my, which probably was a really good pickup. Mm-hmm. But either way, Roy Jones defeats Scott Sigmund, which I guess was his last fight ever. On paper, it was his last fight ever, but he even said after the fight, Anderson Silva. But he said that's the only one he come back for. Yeah, it's the only one he come back for, and that's not even saying that it's going to happen. He, they want it to happen. They both. This has been something that they both called each other out on when they were still more in their primes, 2008. They, oh, yeah. they called each other out. They both wanted each other. It's kind of like McGregor and uh, Mayweather. Yeah, it's definitely th- those two. Because now Mayweather is going to go try U- UFC, which I don't think is he, he should. Is I he actually going to do that? Rumor mill. Rumor mill. If he did, um, Connor would bounce his shin bone off his head. That's what would happen. He, I just don't see it going well nobody. for nobody. Yeah. I don't see it going well for Mayweather if he steps in the octagon. And that's what everyone said going into the boxing match. You're like, this is the only way Mayweather has a shot at McGregor. And McGregor could put on weight if he wanted to. McGregor is so like interesting to me because I would, I would rather see McGregor just stay in the UFC and uh, fight, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. I don't want him to see... Uh, I don't want to see him fight Nate again. Oh, Nate Diaz? Yeah. Let me look this up. It's going to it's gonna bother me. Keep talking a little bit because I'm going to look this up. Yeah, pauses are right. Every now and then we pause. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, the Roy Jones fight. I love I loved the atmosphere and I love the crowd. The crowd was definitely hyping him up, that was for sure. And there were moments during that fight where you would think that he was about to pop him, like pop Scott Sigmund and just drop him. Wouldn't that have been the most ultimate way to go out? You drop a guy on your final fight. That would have been the best way to go out. But it ended up not happening, but he did connect on a few good shots. And it was a lot of show. Roy, he has that signature shimmy move. He likes to dance around. He likes to like mentally mess with his opponent. Oh, yeah, he was swagging out. Like, he'll be fighting someone, and while they're in that moment where they're, like, kind of, like, it looks like they're hugging each other, and they're not. Like, he'll look at the crowd and, like, smile and make faces and stuff. It's just his way of... Being a showman. Yeah, sticking his and tongue he was out. Do- yeah, sticking his tongue out. And he was doing that all throughout the fight. It was just Roy. It was his last, uh, it was like his last little hurrah. And um, it was a good fight. And on Scott Sigmund's part, he's, uh, what, his record is, shit, what's his record? He was pumping up the crowd trying to um, say that if he beats Roy, this is going to be the fight that propels him into uh, his, uh, the thing prof- is, though, that- professionalism. But he's already professional somewhat, and it's kind of like, He's getting up there in age, and I don't know if he'd still continue with it. He was still throwing some bombs. Like he was. Oh still, yeah, he was. Roy, if if he didn't be careful, he could have got caught by one. But uh, it's Roy Jones. Scott Sigmund, he entering that fight, he was thirty ten and one, and he 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 is what's known as I guess as a journeyman. He's been in he's been in there for a little while. Never really 
had a peak performance that really um, catapulted him into the spotlight. And so he was hoping that a fight against Roy Jones Jr., even though this is 49-year-old Roy Jones Jr., you still beat the name, I guess. So that he was maybe hoping that would give him some notoriety. But I would imagine that these the people the, the the officials know the people who decide these things know you beat a 49-year-old Roy Jones Jr. And reality is that ended up not actually happening. Right. I was thinking about Tony Ferguson, by the way. He's been killing it. I think he had a injury, so he's not there right now. Oh, wait, breaking news right now. UFC fight schedule for, uh, I think it's June or July. I don't know. Ferguson, Khabib, that is a massive fight. And also, uh, Stipe Miocic and uh, Daniel Cormier, they're both They're going to be on the same card. That's going to be ridiculous. Hell. I'm watching that for sure. Stipe. Either way, island fights, if there is a Silva... Roy Jones fight. I really hope it's island fights. It's not gonna be island. It fights. wouldn't be. Sadly, uh, yeah, you're right. It's gonna it be in Las be. Vegas or like New York or. But something is it like really that. a fight though? That is that huge. That's pretty big, yeah. Because I wonder, like, if it was 2008, yeah, this would be more of a bigger fight. But I just think that two people well outside of their primes, one of them can't pass a drug test. Is it really a big fight anymore? Well, look at uh. Does it is it, is it still have oops. the hype it had in 2008? Oops. Um, yeah, it does. Look at, um, look at Bellator. All their guys are old. You got, uh, you got Chael Sonnen, you got Rampage, you got Frank Mir over there. You got a lot of older people in Bellator, and people are still watching that. In fact, they're, they're, like, competing uh, against UFC on a frequent basis now, putting their fights on the same night as the UFC pay-per-view fights. It's, uh, and I go back, like, whenever I go to Troy's house and we watch the fights and get all rowdy and stuff, we, we, like, sometimes switch back and forth, and, um. it's entertaining still, and also like John Jones. John Jones can't pass a drug test, but people mm. still watch John Jones because he's a. I mean, if he if he can pass a drug beast. test, they'll watch him. People still think uh, it's the boner pills. The boner pills. They think he can't pass the, the drug test because the boner pills. It's mm. an issue. Yeah, I mean, can you really like if you take boner pills, you can really not pass a drug test. I think there's something to do with that, and then like, I mean, I don't see how your dick getting hard during a fight is going to give you an advantage. It's not that. It's, um, I think he just does a lot of cocaine, and so you need the dick pills for the cocaine. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy a, lifestyle. It's a yin and yang kind of thing. You gotta you gotta give some, take some. Yeah. But um, have we gone through all the fights? We have, and I know we're getting kind of tight on time. All right. But... Let's let's um let's move on to uh Pensacon. Keeping it in the base center. Yeah, uh, it's all Pensacola news this week, guys. But uh. Pensacon, basically, for those of you who aren't from Pensacola or don't know, it's a uh, big event held at the uh, Pensacola Bay Center where a bunch of people from media, um, podcasts, different shows, uh, usually like anime or even uh, comics or like Star Wars and stuff like that, they come and it's basically like, um, what's the big one? Comic-Con. Com- well, yeah, com- well, there are Comic-Cons everywhere. I'd say the biggest one is in San Diego. Right. At least to my knowledge. Right. And uh, Pensacon's getting pretty big. Last year, we had some Game of Thrones people come. This year, I think uh, we had a bunch of Star Wars people. We had uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. But I'll let you comment more on that because you were actually there. So, yeah, these things aren't really my big 
thing that I would attend. If I ever travel anywhere, and you would know this, mm. I've, I've traveled with you before many times. If I travel anywhere for uh, an event that could be compared to Comic-Con or Pensacon, it'd be like going to a college football game to me, you know? Like you mm-hmm. and me, we traveled to Dallas not too long ago, last year. Sadly. That was, was still an awesome time, regardless of the result. But <laughs> A little bit um, too many... Uh... Reds apple ales for you. <laughs> oh god, damn! I was, I was I, for the for the record. So yeah, we went to Dallas back in what was it September? Yeah, September. September, second. and I got fucking loaded over there. On I drank. So I haven't. I don't. I, I usually don't drink Reds apple ales, but I had one, and I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling this. I'm gonna drink this. The rest. I think I had probably six or seven mm. during the game alone. I had at least. I had a. I had at least two Bud Lights before, before then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it was just bad decisions. And then I, I the, you saw the result when we got back to your cousin's house. Yeah, I never, I never thought that uh, throat could be orange. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, it was like you ate Cheetos or something. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, back to uh, damn Pensacon. So basically, Pensacon every year has been getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was the case this year. It was over thirty thousand people in attendance, which they predicted, which is awesome. And you know, that's also raising the issue of, is the Bay Center uh, way too small for an event like that? Do we need a new kind of arena? Uh, because there's a possibility that there's a basketball team coming into town. Uh, do we need a convention center um, that would definitely be able to fit 30,000 plus people all throughout the day without having to spread it? Because uh, to kind of paint a picture for you, on Saturday, that was the biggest day. That was where all the vendors were. And then next door at the Crown Plaza Hotel, or whatever it's called, I don't even know what it's called now, yeah, yeah, they, had, they had stuff over there as well. They had uh, games, tournaments, they had, uh, bo- they had uh, like Bobes, Bobies, whatever the hell his name is, the hobby, the guy owns a hobby shop. Boobies. Bo- boobies, Bobbies, whatever it is. They had him set up, he had like it, they had a room in there uh, where it was him selling his merchandise. So they, 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 and they also used several venues downtown for costume contests or, you know, drink like pub, basically pub crawls. And so I'd buy some boobies. I'd buy some boobies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, there was a bunch of, there was like a bunch of celebrities there and probably the biggest name of all was the Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. Lou but you Fer- got to meet Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. I met Lou Ferrigno when we were back at, uh, the radio station, had no idea he was coming, right? Mm-hmm. No idea. And I'm, over, I'm in the back. This was after the morning show that I produced and I'm in there doing my production work and making promos, doing some commercials. And all of a sudden I see an email, uh, that says Lou Ferrigno. I'm like, what? Because I knew Lou Ferrigno <laughs> earlier that morning was on Channel 3 News. So yeah. I guess he was just doing his rounds. Yeah. And so he went straight from Channel 3 and came to our radio station. He's like, yeah, and I'm a nice guy. He was actually a nice guy. I find out he's coming to be a guest on the show that's on after the show I produce called Pensacola Expert Panel. And he comes strolling on up. Nicest guy. right? This is the Incredible Hulk, who's you know notoriously a pissed off person uh-huh. and here comes Lou Ferrigno who is just huge he's like in his 50s he still works out every yeah, day like, and you're like, veins Ugh. popping out like crazy his hands were huge shaking his hand was something else although he had strangely soft hands for a guy who does a lot of lifting <laughs> for a guy who does a lot of lifting he has very soft hands he's probably taking care of himself in his later years now huh yeah he must he probably has to yeah he was looking good he was looking really, yeah. He was looking really good. He was in great shape. Really nice guy. He got wasn't... some good pictures with him. He even arm wrestled one of our salespeople. What? Arm. I mean, he. It wasn't real. He let him win. I destroyed you. <laughs> when he taught, he has a lisp. Yeah. He has a lisp. That is one thing I did. I did not know that at first. 
Yeah, I've seen him on. I saw him. I think it, it might have been like Jackass or something where they went up to him and they were like fucking with him, and he got like super pissed. I think they were like purposefully trying to like anger him oh, to yeah, get him to be like the whole go hold me. Which, yeah. by the way, um, I did learn. I guess that's a that is a fun fact. Like if you for real like piss him off, like try to piss him off, he does get angry. But like, <laughs> come on. It's the Hulk. And plus, like, on his resume, he's Mr. He's, like, two-time Mr. Olympia, or whatever it's called. Like, it's it's whatever Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like a model? Like, yeah, they both. like they both. Sorry. Yeah, they both. You, know, you ever seen um, that one documentary, Pumping Iron? It no, was. I haven't seen this it. is what got Arnold Schwarzenegger famous, was this documentary called it's on netflix i've seen like bits and you would appreciate it. it i've seen bits and pieces of like it. i know you of all people would appreciate it yeah i love i watched I it arnold i love the governor yeah it's like that's that was what got him famous was that it was this documentary that was focused on him but lou ferrigno was also featured in it mm. they were both they were both in it but also other so you ever watch um arnold would have been a crazy hulk wouldn't he oh yeah well, that would have been crazy he was too busy being the terminator oh yeah who okay so did you watch like beer fest Yes, and Super Troopers. Yeah, I love that. Show. I love both of those. So they had two of the guys from the uh, Broken Lizard group. I they saw had you two... took a picture with a dude from Beer Fest. I took I a like, picture what? with Paul Sauter. He is, uh, and again, these guys, they're fairly lesser known actors, but they are, they're this comedy troupe that put on these movies and they're, ever since Super Troopers, which came out, what, 2002? Yeah, yeah they a while. got wild. This group got wildly popular and they ended up making slam and salmon they made beer fest there was another movie they made that i can't quite put my finger on they're making another beer fest or no they're also making another super troopers littering and littering and smoking the reefer stop right now (laughs) so anyways yeah i met paul Sauter. he's actually one of the main characters in beer fest he's like one of the brothers and then so the brothers that were in beer fest they both were at the one where uh, the dude like died and then his brother came. No, back. no, 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 no. That was the other. Uh, I forget uh, what his okay. name was, but no, no. These two guys were the main characters in Beer Fest, and they were the brothers who uh, went to. Like, they had the German grandmother who's a whore. Oh yeah, loves her sausage. <laughs> just put it that way. But she's for real a whore. And so my Schweiner's Clarice, Clarice Leachman or something like that later. But um, these two, both of them were at Comic Con, but I didn't realize one of the brothers, the other guy, was there. So I go to Paul, and one thing that. Um, I will say this. One thing I have a problem with these Comic Cons is that you have to pay to take pictures and meet these people. Mm. I guess I'm not used to that, but if you attend these Comic Cons regularly, you know that's a part of it. That's expected. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. But uh, I, everyone's autographs and pictures were like cheapest $40. But Paul's was $15. So I was like, I mean, hell, I wasn't going to go ask for his picture, but since it's only $15, I guess I can fork it up. Yeah. So I went over there, and I was like, hey, man, let's go. I ended up having a conversation with him because he was trying to figure out a place to eat that night. I ended up recommending the Grand Marlin. But, uh, yeah, uh, the Grand Marlin is delicious. It's so damn good. We ought to get them to sponsor us. Grand Marlin, sponsor us. Come on, we're giving you free advertising right now. You might as well like give us like some kind of talent fee. Hey, right? I just bought but, two Alpha Brain just now, so uh, on it, sponsor us. Um, but anyways, I was like talking to him about the Grand Marlin. So he's like, "All right, man, let's do this picture." Not super nice guy, also really nice guy. And so I forget the name of the other guy though. He's like, "Is he doing it with us?" Because they have volunteers that sit at the tables with him and take the cash and take the pictures and whatnot. Yeah. And I look and I was like, "If he wants to hop in for free, I mean, my God, hop on in." But the girl's like shaking her head. She's like, "Well, no, he didn't pay." And he's like, "All right, then fuck that guy." <laughs> it's like, let's take the picture. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> 
He's like, wait, is he in it? No, all right, fuck him. <laughs> That's funny. That was awesome. No, it was so far, but he was the only celebrity other than Lou Ferrigno. I didn't see him. I saw him at the event, but I didn't go up to him, talk to him, because I was afraid they were gonna make me pay forty dollars. Did you go all three days? I went the first two days, and I could have gone. I so that's the perks of being media, right? You get to have like all these media passes and whatnot. Right. Um. We had a, I had a three day pass, uh, pretty much full access to everything, whatever I wanted to do. It wasn't like the boxing match, which by the way, the boxing match, you and I straight up get dissed by we that did. one lady. We oh did. man, she said not you, not you. So real quick, because this involves the base yeah, center. Tell them we're trying to go back to where all the fighters are, and you know I'm I'm actively working media i'm trying to get interviews the best i can uh you know robert's right here trying to get interviews and whatnot for the podcast so we're trying to work we're trying to do our thing and this promoter is sitting we didn't realize he's a promoter but he's with a promotion company and he's sitting here he's like yeah like how do you get to the back and we're and we're, th- we're we're just talking about it and he's like all right well i think like you just need to have these passes and you're good to go and we both had we had yellow wristbands. We had on. yellow wristbands, and he had an orange wristband. You we come to find out, there's ones. a big difference between these wristbands. So he's like, "Yeah, you guys just follow me. We'll go. We'll all go in together." So we're walking back with this guy, and we walk. We get over there, just and the lady, our stuff. Wa- the lady wants to see the wristbands. Obviously, wants to make sure you're credible to be back there. He Flash shows his him. wristband. Like, all right, you go ahead. So I'm next. I pull up my wristband. I'm just, and I'm and I'm just I'm not stopping and then showing my wristband. I'm like trying to keep walking while showing my wristband. And I show my wristband. She puts her arm up, stops me, and she's like, "Not you." Yep. She looked at us both. Or she looked at us both. It might as well have been this uh, Live Strong bracelet that I'm wearing on my arm right now because we were not getting in there. No. Turns out the yellow wristbands that we received were got us, got us on the floor. Which you know what? I'm not complaining. I'm not we complaining got on the floor for, for free. free. And it was kind of last minute, but you it know we still, yeah, still I got asked, on the floor. I asked for the passes that day, that's, so that's fine. If I had maybe specified that maybe I and I and you know what the reality was, we didn't need to go back there. Mm-mm. We really didn't need to, and you know what, I still got basically two interviews out of it. Max they missed and, a couple fights. They did miss a couple fights because of it. Mm-hmm. I really like unless he was back there working with some with somebody that he actively works with. Yeah, they or maybe even promotes or something too. Maybe he promoted one of the fighters and he was back there hanging out with them. Yeah, who knows? But she definitely did not want us back there. <laughs> she she was just straight up not you. Not that she didn't want us back there. She was just doing her job. She was doing her job. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, that was that that was something we did not tell about island fights. That's some, next time if there's another island fights, I will see about us getting the orange wristbands yeah that'd be cool especially if, if uh, mad max is fighting again or that uh mike davis or that devin cushing all, devin's all... like devin's definitely one of the guys i would like to try and get a hold of next time so yeah, all three of those guys are beasts i mean i've got i've got kind of an end with max now let's yeah. see if, what we can get set up yeah talk to him but um anyways yeah pensacon was overall kind of cool although i do agree with basically with what everyone is saying that attended the event or have in years past gone to the event. The 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 base center's old. It's small. Nineteen eighty five. What? Nineteen what? Nineteen eighty five. Shit. That's when I it figured was, it'd be uh, older than that though. Since opening its stores. So you never know like it could have been built I I don't know um how many years it took to complete construction, but open doors in nineteen eighty five. Um one of the uh, It'd just be a bitch to like put a new stadium there or something like that because you have all the interstate going uh like but yeah close that's to it. but that's just it it's either we're gonna put another we're gonna demolish what's there mm-hmm. remove it and then rebuild but then okay first off building a stadium takes at least it takes over a year 
to build a stadium. Mm, how fast did the Atlanta one go up? And ours is definitely not going to go up like oh, the Atlanta Oh, okay, yeah, that's up. actually... Okay, so my brother and I went to the SEC championship when the old Georgia Dome was still around. So that was still the thing. We were in there. They were still building it. They were still working on that stadium the next SEC championship. Yeah. Reasonable. They use and then it was the next SEC because it was twenty fifteen, I wanna say, my brother and I or it was twenty it was twenty fifteen, I think my brother and I went to the SEC championship. Then we did not go twenty sixteen because the Gators played Alabama again. We didn't Mm want to go see that. And then the next year no, the next yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next year was this year, Auburn yeah. and Georgia. So it took a few years. It took a couple of years. I'm not saying that the stadium that they're going to build is going to be the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That would be awesome, though. It it's would not, be awesome. It's definitely not going to be it's, the because we, First stadium. off, we don't need a stadium like that. But, but the uh, the question is... Pensacola doesn't have that much money. It does. Well, they're trying to put... According to the county... Uh, not the, the city the city council. According mm-hmm. to the city council, I think they're trying to put in $5 million. Which I guess five million can get you a pretty good facility, but it's not going to get you a Mercedes Benz Stadium. No, which costs probably a billion dollars. Yeah, ain't no way we're doing that. But I mean, for the purpose that it's going to serve, like the Ice Flyers, the basketball team, possibly, and uh, whatever else events we have, we do monster truck rallies there every year. Yeah, and doing another one coming up soon. Actually, uh, I was offered tickets to that as well. I didn't say yes to that one. Yeah, I wasn't that interested. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking, though, if you're going to build a new facility that's going to host a hockey team, a Grave Digger's got to be able to fit grave, in there, boy. The Grave, grave digger. digger. I like Reptile. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to build a facility that's going to house a basketball team, a hockey team, as well as 30-plus thousand people for a Comic-Con, mm-hmm. it, can't, it, it can't, first off, be in the place that it's in right now. You know why? That, if you're going to put it in the place it's in right now, you have to demolish it, clear all that stuff, and then rebuild. That's mm-hmm. going to take maybe two years for all that from start to finish to get done, starting with demolition. Demolition won't take that long, I don't think. I imagine it would probably take all of a week to get all that cleaned up. And Did you then, see the Twin Towers? The twin. I mean, those went down pretty fast, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Took all of a day for those to go down. Dun, dun, dun. Never forget. But um, I would say... Tower 7. I would say a viable location would be the Port of Pensacola because they're already it's already a question of what's going to happen with the Port of Pensacola I think that if you were to put some kind of arena slash entertainment district over there if you wanted to remove the port that would be the only place you could put it downtown the only place you could put it because then you think you also got fish house like right down the road Mm -hmm. so imagine if you take out that port and it turns into like an entertainment district in a way. That wouldn't happen though. You'd have that. Ideally, you wouldn't see that happen in at least five years. Yeah, traffic would be a bitch either way. So people are talking like they want this now, but the reality is, you need to have a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. Also, you need to be you need to have some patience because there's not going to be another convention center coming for a long time. No, and in reality, like Pensacola is just. A huge event now it's getting way bigger and way more popular than a lot of people probably thought it was going to be and uh you know that's our biggest place to have it so that's going to be the place that, where it's going to be for the meantime and you know and again the if you have a better facility you're going to have more people want to show up you're going to have more celebrities 
you know, want to come to this event. No, you're right. Because they're yeah. going to see... Because Pensacola, I, you can't say enough what Quint Studer's done to downtown. Oh, yeah. That, I... what, the, from, from today to what, six years ago, like, downtown was really not... Yeah, it used to be a ghost town. And now, especially with UWF having a huge part in the historical district, mm-hmm. Pensacola is a place to go. Like It was ranked uh, in terms of popularity also like also they also accounted uh city population it's one of the top 30 places to visit that's awesome it's one of the top 30 visits places you can vacation because you got the beach you yeah have the, the beach has always been there there is stuff to do here we kind of take it for granted because we've lived here for so long but there is this is a pretty this is a good town we may not look at it like other people look at it but it, this is a good town a lot of people from pensacola they either love it or hate it but um I'm one of the people who I will always love Pensacola. It's always going to be my home. But uh, we're not a big city by any means, but you definitely see an uptick in, like, creativity with uh, the downtown events, like the Foo Foo Fest and stuff like that. Awesome. But uh, we can move on from this topic. I feel like people might not want to listen to us debate the pros and cons of a new base center right now. I will say this one, kind of going back to Pensacon, there's, I'm looking for his name right now. But I think he was one of the, uh, Willy like from Willy Wonka. One, of, what are those little creatures called? On from Willy Wonka, the um little orange people. <laughs> not talking Damn about it, the really? lollipop. What are they called? <laughs> not talking about the lollipop gill. Nope, I was not talking about the lollipop gill. <laughs> this guy is one of the. Okay, so basically, until I find his name, because I'm looking everywhere for it and I can't find it. This, um, one of our personalities at Cat Country, Candy. She's a co-host of the Cat Pack Morning Show. Uh, we, I was walking with her, and she Pensacon's her thing. She loves Pensacon. That is her thing. So we're walking around, and we're in the celebrity section, and there's multiple celebrity selection uh, sections, and that's kind of one of the reasons why they want a new facility is because you kind of had to like jam pack them all in there mm. but they had one of the little guys in there whatever his name is i can't find it i'm looking everywhere this guy is on his phone he's he's standing but you think he's sitting he's on his phone looking down texting or something whatever he's doing on his phone and candy goes up to him and she says excuse me can i get an interview with you uh for the radio station and doesn't even look at her just shakes his head no <laughs> doesn't say a word just shakes his head no. No. And then she's she's one of the nicest people in the entire world. And she immediately was like, oh, okay, okay. Sounds good. And he had a guy next to him, maybe his agent, maybe even a volunteer. I'm not really sure who he was. He had to speak up and explain. like, look, like he can't really give uh, interviews right now. I didn't – to me, it was all bullshit. Yeah. I kind of wanted to punt the guy like a football. <laughs> but um, – because he's about the size of a football. But uh, – how dare you she make was fun be- of the little people? <laughs> Sorry. Be nicer. How dare he not be nice? And so, but oh, the other guy from Super Troopers or Beer Fest named Eric. Mm. Like Stolensky or something. But um, I just saw his name as I was going across celebrities. Yeah, so Candy, like, the guy's, like, explaining why he can't give an interview. And, again, Candy being the nice person that she is, she like, she's like, okay, I understand. Then she, like, kind of looks at him and she's like, by the way, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan of your work. And he just kind of like looks up at her and just looks right back down at his phone. Holy shit! Not only are you being an asshole, she's trying to compliment you while you're being an asshole, 
and you continue to be an asshole. Yeah, you just didn't even acknowledge, you know, a fan. Like, I get it. Some fans are crazy and you don't talk to them. But, I mean, really, like, he's probably not one of those guys that's surrounded by paparazzi 24-7. No, I mean, you can't, you can't imagine all these people are. Because a lot of these celebrities that were here, most of them I have never heard of a day in my life. Yeah, I was talking to... Um, now, other people attending, yeah, they probably have. But, again, Pentacon's not really my thing. I was talking to this guy who wrote the play for this uh, murder mystery thing I've, I saw um, off Nine Mile at the Swan Neck Winery and Meadery. It was pretty cool. And he was saying oh, yeah, that them. he went to uh, Pentacon, he talked to some guys at um, at Pentacon who did a few podcasts and stuff, and... Uh, they were, I think they were a part of, um, Eric and, no, 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 they are part of some show on uh, Cartoon Network, something or other, and they had a few podcasts, and he was like, I'm a huge fan, they are like, oh my god, really? And they actually had a genuine conversation with him, you know, it's like, it's like, that's what people come there for, to, you know, talk to people who they've seen all their episodes, and then the producers or the artists they're like oh my god no one's fully caught up with our show how are you fully caught up and they're like i love your show can you talk to me <laughs> and that's just it's gratifying you know that's what that's what you pay the money for right and that's honestly like one of the coolest feelings i imagine like if someone were to come up to me and be like hey look man i'm a huge fan of your work uh like would you mind if i got a quick like five minute interview with you we can make it a 30 minute interview if i have time obviously but like Really, like, that's pretty cool. I would, yeah, I'd love to sit down and talk with you. Right. You know, I'd love to sit down, you know, answer whatever it is you have to say. I appreciate the fact that you reached out to me. And I guess I look at the, I look at what Candy and that one guy, the interaction they had with each other. I, I tried to look at that as a kind of a lesson learned of, you know what? I mean, shit, I have no idea what's going to happen with my life. I mean, I may, I may be, a, I, may, I may always be a complete nobody. Who knows? But, um, if someone were to want to come up to me and be like, hey man, you're awesome, can I get your interview? Damn right. Yeah. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You always show love to the fans. You gotta show love. Okay, I think his name was Philip Paley. I think the little guy. I think. Fucking goofy looking. I'm sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> Philip Paley. Why I can't are you so tell. Mean? No, nope, it's not him. Okay, never mind. Sorry, Philip. Phil Philip Paley, sorry. You're actually not a goofy looking guy and the show that you were in as a kid though you were pretty fucking goofy but <laughs> i'll go ahead and digress from that i think we're kind of i think I, I gotta get going here shortly you gotta get going gotcha do you want to touch on <clears throat> anything with the securities or you want to leave that for another podcast maybe we can leave that for another podcast because that would because i know that's gonna could, take up a whole that, podcast. oh so to go ahead and tease the next podcast security guns mm -hmm. i that we could go forever yeah, obviously. And I know uh, you want to hear that podcast. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, friction between both sides. The country's polarized at this point, whether we want tighter gun laws or we need to <clears throat> do something else. I'm of the view that we have to do something. Because each time we see these shootings, whether it be in Vegas, Parkland, Sandy Hook, you know, wherever you want to pick out, um, it's getting worse. And you see an uptick in this kind of stuff. And... You know, people want to make it out to say, like, those who don't want stricter gun laws don't care about these kids or don't care about, um, don't care about the tragedy that actually happened, which isn't true. You know, everyone believes that this was a tragedy. It's just people have different means, you know, of getting to an end. 
So that's just what it is. And I really hope to sit down with, uh, with you and maybe some other people and we can hash out just differences and talk about uh, the topic and maybe come up with something, so like a solution or something. You know, even at the radio station, I never once got a perspective like a direct perspective from a school teacher. Now we've had Malcolm Thomas, we've had Tim Rosdick, they're superintendents of the Scambia in Santa Rosa County. But never once, and they gave their perspective, but never once did the actual school teacher, the ones that they want to arm, never once did I, did I have I heard someone give their perspective on that. And you know what? I am willing to bet there are teachers that would love to be armed, and then there are teachers that wouldn't even want to think about owning a gun. And this, right. I think that this is a discussion that maybe you and me are going to disagree on, and we're going to, you know, have some good perspective, and we're going to share a lot of views. So. We're probably going to disagree on it, but I, I don't think that teachers should have the guns, obviously. But I also am of the belief that uh, a gun-free zone sticker is ineffective in stopping oh, someone than AR-15. It's ineffective as shit. And what is effective, and what has stopped every single school shooter is another person with a gun. That's what stops everyone who's shooting, is another person with a gun. someone who can stop them. Yeah, exactly. Now, unless you have the balls to run up and tackle them and try and disarm them that way, right? by all means. But you know what? I don't think I have the balls to do it. No, you're going to take some shots. That's a suicide mission. But uh, officers who do have the guns and do have the means to actually put uh, evil people like this to justice... They, they need to do something like in Parkland. There were four officers from that county standing outside. They the were building. there. They were there with their guns drawn behind the car, doing nothing, waiting on the, uh, the Spring Hill or Spring County police from the other county to come to the school. It just makes me mad even talking about it, and that's why we need a whole podcast. I, I say but again. Those I officers, wish... once they got there, they were saying, like, why didn't you guys do anything? You know, you got to do something. There's four of you guys. There's one of him shooting innocent children in the school, and you did nothing. That That's when guns are ineffective, is whenever you have people who just don't use them. And the sheriff of that county needs to take some sort of res- responsibility and not put it on lawmakers. Like, I hear people saying uh, Dana Lash and Marco mm-hmm. Rubio, like that whole scene in town hall was basically two men's of hate straight out of george orwell's 1984 is so orwellian it killed me it was like jesus they're acting like marco rubio shot these kids or dana last shot these kids you know i get the nra um hasn't made a lot of friends along the way and uh i definitely don't like politicians taking money but at the same time they're not the ones that did it I'm afraid to get started right now because I know this is something that we, this is the next podcast without a doubt. And this is a podcast that will last hours just talking about this subject. And I hope we have at least one guest with us that can be able to maybe provide a different perspective as well. Maybe provide a teacher's perspective, maybe provide a school administrator's perspective, maybe provide an avid gun owner's perspective Mm -hmm. that could be able to shine some kind of light on whatever subject, but we need to be able to also shine you know, both sides. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 mm, you have me tempted to want to go, but I think we need to save it. No, yeah, we can say, I, I just, um, cause I definitely, it's important. I definitely have things to say about this that I don't always talk. I, I, I can't really talk about it on like the Pensacola morning news. Mm-mm. No, I could, I could definitely, but hmm, I feel like I'm not always prepared no, this to is what... talk adequately and i think that on this podcast where it's more of an open forum 
we can have more of a, full, a whole discussion. Yeah, this, this is, is this is the reason we'll why I wanted clear. this podcast. This is... you, you, also, there's deadlines in radio. Like you have, you like we have to go to break at a certain point. Mm. A, eventually, you're gonna change subjects. The whole show can't be about this, but this podcast can be about right uh, guns. So yeah, I'm looking. And... I'm very much so looking forward to that next podcast, and it's gonna happen soon. Yep. So expect that. Expect it. Um, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this and have my own platform is to not only have a platform for myself to oops, sorry yeah you good um platform for myself to spread my own views but you know maybe learn new things and uh just conversate with people and basically have philosophic discussions like people used to like you look at a uh, philosopher the modern day philosophers in my opinion like ben shapiro like he's a smart guy he's very conservative mm-hmm. but Whenever he talks to like Jordan Peterson or he sits down with Dave Rubin and they have a conversation and they discuss opposing sides, that's a modern day Socrates or a modern day Plato sitting down and discussing just the nuances of life and just different ways to go about solving issues and talking about what is good and what is true and what is not. Except for now, we have statistics to base our logic off of, which is which is nice. But, yeah, we definitely need to touch on that. Um, I can't wait for it. And I can't wait for other podcasts we do. It's going to be fun. I'm glad we're starting on this. It's going to be fun. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll bring back some more heavy-hitting stuff. But this was just a fun little get started and uh, get Roy Jones pumped up for fighting Anderson Silva. Yep. Yeah. Pensacola in the house. We'll see you next time. See ya. everybody that was the episode hope you liked it um no big deal just uh saw one of the best pound for pound fighters of all time uh during his last fight you know no big deal davis just touched his hand that's it yeah it was pretty cool it's pretty cool fight but you know what next episode's gonna be a lot of fun maybe even a little bit serious but hey we never get too serious on this show yep we have a couple episodes coming up um our next one is going to uh be on the topic of gun control and uh, mental illness and uh, you know just with everything going on here in Florida with the uh, with the park Parkland shooting and all that we uh, might even throw a few drinks in that mix yeah we're probably probably gonna have to that's that's just a serious topic and uh, uh, you know such a tragedy to just have to go over sober so mm-hmm. yeah it's very terrible and also um, one of our uh, one of my old buddies from high school um jody joe from the 850 will be joining us here soon um you know he's spitting fire in the booth we want to get his message out there to uh whoever wants to listen to it and uh he's got really good music and he's got a couple shows coming up so just trying to support everyone um here locally and uh support jody joe as well jody joe aka lord darko aka joseph sharp Hey guys, feel free to follow us though on Twitter in the meantime at, at what the fuck's it called again? Oh, it's uh, at HF Podcast on Twitter and uh, at HF Podcast on Facebook. And if you can't find it on Facebook, just type in Higher Frequency Podcast. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Three, two, one. You are now tuned in to a higher frequency.